Welcome to The Dig on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Featuring Nebraska Volleyball Assistant Coach Jordan Larson. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into another episode of The Dig. I'm Jessica Cootie and excited to welcome in for the first time Olympic gold medalist, national champion, All-American, and now adding to the resume, Nebraska Volleyball Assistant Coach Jordan Larson. Welcome back, and uh, Thank thanks you. for being on. Yeah, it's great. Great to be back. Excited to be back. It's, it's awesome. How are you settling in? I gotta imagine it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, it's it's. I'm getting there uh, slowly but surely, um, and I've been kind of in and out, so I've I feel like I have some sort of home base here. But yeah, just getting adjusted, and I've just felt so welcomed. I I can't um, can't thank the community enough, also the team, and I just feel feel awesome being back. That first day as a coach, walking into that gym, wearing that whistle, and, yeah. and <laughs> being with the team, what was that day like? Yeah, it was great. Um, it was fun. Uh, again, I've been kind of in and out, but yeah, just um, great to be amongst the team again and kind of just seeing it from a different lens. Obviously, I played here, but a lot has changed, but a lot is still very similar. So um, I feel at home, but time has passed. So, um, And then now just having a different relationship with John and kind of how I can add the most value to this team and um, also just being a great asset to these girls because I'm also still playing. So like I can still kind of really relate to them. And, you know, I play with girls that are their age overseas. So um, it's uh, it's an interesting kind of relationship. And um, but I'm it's been a great transition so far. Lindsay was saying, Lindsay Peterson was telling us in the summer that you'd be doing a lot of video Skyping, whatever you yeah. could do to kind of stay in tune with the team. How was that for you? Just trying to stay locked in when you could, but, but also still trying to play. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, it was a good uh, good test for me and a good balance, but I think with volumetrics now I can watch from anywhere. And um, I think just knowing that I'm there as an asset for them uh, is really important. Um, and then kind of seeing what I'm looking at in video and giving them a few nuggets to get better at. Um, but mainly just kind of touching base and, and just building that relationship so they feel like they can come to me with whatever they need. So um, it's been really good. I, I'm just really appreciative of John for giving me the opportunity to kind of do both. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to kind of get into the full swing of like what actually coaching is like and being full-time. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. How has film watching evolved for you from when you oh, were gosh. a player to <laughs> where you are now and now having to see it in a coaching lens? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely evolved, right? I think back then it was like, VCS tapes or whatever. Is that what they're actually called? I don't even remember. VHS. But VH, there we go. I was like, I don't even know what they're called anymore. I'm so used to um, online stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's so much has changed, and the ability to pull up anything at you know at your hands is really really cool. And, and from anywhere, I mean, I was in Poland, like watching video. So um, it's really cool. And to now see the assets that they have, um, I'm just curious. Like, obviously, like our national team's really good, and like where what's the degree of how well we could have been like if we had this like earlier on but um yeah it's great and yeah i don't know it's it's been awesome to see um them evolve and yeah just get better even just in the short amount of time i've been helping so first big 10 road trip of the season yeah. and man was it entertaining the back-to-back -back at purdue at indiana some wild and crazy environments overall how'd you feel like the team handled the, the first back-to-back -back Yeah, the yeah, I thought that they did a great job. I thought we did a good job of front-loading, of, like, trying to set the intention of, hey, this is going to – there are two sold-out crowds, I think, and I think Indiana, the first time that they had ever sold out, something like that. So we knew it was going to be intense, and I think what makes other place, other gyms different is, like, people are closer to you, you know, so you're they feel like you're on top of them. And so I think understanding that it was going to be a bit of a challenge, but I thought we did a good job of managing that. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't travel this week, but watching from afar, it seemed like we handled that quite well. So 
um, I'm really excited to obviously been in the gym yesterday and I think we're a little fatigued. I think it was just a heavy weekend, but um, I, I'm really proud that we're, we're building some equity and some grit, um, which was really cool to see from afar. The messaging all year has been that, you know, not talking about being young, but you do have a lot of freshmen. That, that yep. was our first road experience. Yep. I, do you remember your first road experience? It's got to be different. I mean, a little bit shocking, a shell shock to go into an environment like that. As much as you can prepare for it, I don't know if you can really be prepared for that. No, definitely. And I think it's as much as you talk about it, you know, you kind of have to experience it and mm -hmm. you have to go through it. Um, but I think it's how can we get them best prepped and it's you know learning how to see the game at a high level and and knowing that like it's all the same right i think when i think about my first time even at the olympic games it's like oh my gosh it's the olympic games but when you really boil it down to it's the same court same ball it's just a different environment so getting acquainted quicker right like how can they adjust to Purdue, how can they adjust to the gym, you know, quicker and get on the same page? But at the end of the day, it's like I do this every day. I show up and I do my job, and um, you know, that's the mindset that we, I don't know, I would like to instill from my experience to them of just like, you know, you do the same thing every day. It's just a different environment, you know. Oh, what a weekend for Merritt Beeson, yes. Big Ten Player of the Week, a career high 22 kills against. Indiana, what did you think of her play over the weekend? Yeah, she's she's great. Just all around, obviously, great player, great person. Mm -hmm. You know, she, and it's her work ethic like sets a standard, right? And I think she approaches every day the same, and uh, you see that in practice every day. So it doesn't surprise me that that's showing up, and will probably continue to show up. You know, um, when you put in the work, you know, the payout is usually there. So um, yeah, I just I'm really proud of her, and but obviously like. Without she probably knows without her like the team right like I think ultimately we're playing really well as a team and and the credit to the team as well. I talked to her a couple of weeks ago after the Kentucky win and she talked about you know they changed her approach a little bit maybe yep. is a little hard on herself is wanting to be play more free and and I think you've seen a little bit of a switch. Yep. What's that process like as a player when maybe you do have all these expectations but then having to come to the realization that hey I just gotta have fun and exactly. and let loose a little bit. Exactly. I think sometimes there's this fine balance between like you know, when you're learning a skill, right? And then when it becomes just almost you're like in a flow state, right? So it's like I'm making these small adjustments like she's talking about her approaches. But at the end of the day, you have to go out and just play. And I think we can get caught up in like, all right, well, my foot's not like this. But, it, you know, you just got to let it go and hoping that what the time they're putting in practice like shows up. And um, I don't know, I just think that that mindset shift is hard, but I think she has the capacity to do it, and a lot of our athletes do. It's just being aware and, and acknowledge like what's actually happening. Is that sometimes hard again with all the pressures that you have and, yeah. and the social media and the instant reaction? I mean, is that been a process for you too? Just yeah. you know the, the pressure that you put on yourself, but then having to remember like you know this is at the at the core of it. We're playing a game, and totally. for me to be the, at my best, I have to remember to not think overthink things too totally much. yeah absolutely and I, I think you can't not think about those things right but I think at the end of the day it's a what can we control and mm -hmm. the, I can control how hard I work how good of a teammate I am uh, how much I communicate those things are solely within my control and if I only focus on those kind of things you hope that the rest fall into place and then if they're not then you start asking questions all right well what can I do better how can I do better in this area but if you get caught up in outside influences or what someone thinks or, you know, what the media thinks, like it just it's going to deter you or it's going to make you play smaller. And so at the end of the day is how can you get your mind wrapped around the things that are fully within your control? And that's it's not a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. So like and I would rather for me personally, like 
when I think about when I go to bed at night, like I want to think about, all right, well, what did I do today that was solely in my control and how much energy am I spending on things that are outside of my control? I love that. Uh, when you're watching, so I had Kelly Hunter on and I was asking her, are you mainly locked in on the setters when you're watching games? So are yep. you mainly locked in on the outside hitters? When yeah, you're watching? You, yeah, usually. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of focusing there and passing Libros kind of thing like that. But um, in general, I, how, I look about the, how I look at the game just as a spectator, right? I'm thinking whole, like the whole piece, right? Like what's, how is the game flowing, right? There's momentum shifts. Um, I think there's strategic things that can be done at the time of play. And so as a yeah, spectator and as an athlete currently, like I'm thinking whole heart, like whole pieces, but now solely focusing on the, on the outside hitters, Libros and stuff. And what are you looking for in those? I mean, if that's what you're coaching, what are you kind of yeah. trying to see how the game's going for those guys? Yeah, I mean, I think there's certain situations that, you know, reads can happen, but also it's like how if we're continuing to make the same quote-unquote mistake, um, how can we correct that? And what's the most efficient way to correct that with not so many words, right? I think it's like, how can we simplify it that makes it easier for them to adjust and make that change on the fly? Because um, sometimes when you're mid-season, like making changes is really hard, right? It's, there's this difference between being a learner and then being an athlete and going out there playing, right? So how can we be most efficient with how we're communicating? And so um, I think just overall awareness, all right, we're doing this, there are situational things that can be changed, but then also kind of narrowing that focus for them so that they have um, real points on like how to get better. What's been your perspective on Bergen Riley and how she's continued to evolve and yeah. build that chemistry with all the, the hitters and attackers? Yeah, I mean, you, you look at her and she just unfazed, right? <laughs> like unbothered and she's just so, so steady. Like you would never know winning or losing, like I don't, even in practice, you know, she's just so steady, but like wants to compete, right? And I think as a setter, like those qualities, not just skill, right? She's not aside from skill, right? I think she's a very skilled setter, but for me, when I watch her demeanor and how she holds herself and, you know, it's almost like, hey guys, I got us, like we're here, you know? And I, I love that in a setter. And I think that goes a long ways and also making your hitters feel comfortable and, and bulletproof. When and why and how did you decide that you wanted to get into coaching? Yeah, uh, I just, I love the sport so much mm -hmm. and it has given me so many things. And I think about all the coaches that have helped me along the way and how big of an impact they've had. And, and I think that I, I just love being in the gym. I love watching film and understanding and how can I articulate now all the places I've been, all the coaches I've experienced and, and how can I articulate to them like what, could help them, you know, and I, I know I have a lot to learn in the space, um, but I, I just, I love being around the sport and I also just want to give back because it's really given me so much. So what was that conversation like with Coach Cook? Where yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> you want to come join the staff? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so well, that had to be pretty surreal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And we've been in conversation for not just this last year, but years past when I thought I was going to retire and mm -hmm. I was looking into kind of transitioning out and um, so that conversation been open for a while, um, but now I think the conversation that was a little more complicated is like, hey, John, I want to come coach, but I also want to keep playing. So like, can we work something out? And uh, he's been awesome. So, but it's been great. And again, I feel like um, this also this university has given me so much. So how can I now give back and, and kind of share what I've learned all around the world? You know, I think the, the game around the world is also different. So now how can I share that?
Yeah, that was one thing when right when it was announced when you were going to be joining the staff, I yep. was sitting down with all the freshmen, and it was so cool to see their reaction, especially yeah. someone like Harper Murray that yep. um, really looks up to you as a role model. What does that mean to you? How special is that for you to still be inspiring generations of, of Husker volleyball players? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's surreal. I mean, I'm I'm getting goosebumps now. I don't know why, but I think it's because. I think of myself, right? Like I was Harper, right? I was a 12-year-old little girl in the state of Nebraska that wanted to play at the university and I wanted to be an Olympian. I didn't know what that meant, you know? And I think now to see just where the the game has taken me around the world and all gotten to know so many people, I just I never would have fathomed and I'm just so so grateful and I really try not to take it for granted um because so many people were instrumental in my career and now it's like gosh now I, I want people to see what can be done in the sport right I think there's a ton of possibility and the, the growing of the sport now even more and now I want people to do better right like how can we as a national team continue to win gold medal like because we have the capacity right like we have the talent the United States has the talent now how can we continue to grow that and have people come out better better than I was or have the opportunity to be, you know. Oh, that's amazing. How much potential talent is on this Nebraska team? Uh, it's unreal. It's it's so cool to see, and just I I love like we have this like swag about us. Mm -hmm. There's this grittiness and feistiness, which I think as a competitor, like that's why you play the game. You know, it's like we're there to compete, and I I get fired up every day to come in because I, I love seeing that and I, hopefully we can continue to grow that and foster that because I think that's really huge. You think there's some potential on this team? I know it's a long ways away, but maybe yeah. for this this some young this, some of these young Huskers to maybe play on the Team USA someday. Yeah, oh, most definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I think there's definitely high potential, and a, a lot of our girls have been in the pipeline, right? right? And I think even back to when I was starting, right? I was in the pipeline for a while, and I think. That's kind of where it starts, and but also you have to put in the time and work and all that stuff. But I do see very much a lot of potential. All right, let's talk about this weekend. Another road swing at Michigan State on Friday, at Michigan on Saturday. Which again, Michigan, that's a that's a game that's going to be very emotional for Harper, yep. uh, playing her sister. But um, what goes into preparing for a back to back? Another back to back, a back to back, back to back. Yeah, you will, in the Big Ten conference like this. Yeah, I mean, I think. Obviously, this last weekend really prepped us. I think mm -hmm. we have a good understanding of, all right, how did our rest recovery go between two games, and how can we maybe be better and more efficient this time? Um, and I think they did a good job from the sounds of it. So I think understanding that. And then also, I think the mental piece that people maybe don't realize, even at the international level, right? It's like when you're playing back-to-back, -back, it's a different it's a different ball game. Mm -hmm. You don't have a day between to kind of, kind of let your mind sit. You, you got to be on a high, like, for two days in a row. So... I think just acknowledging, all right, it's another grind, and how can we um, continue to be better? And, and I think the greatest thing about being in a team sport is you have girls around you that can help you, right? So yeah. I think it's one asking for help, and hey, two, like, what what do we got to do to be better here? So um, I know it's one game at a time, and you're probably focused on this weekend. But have you thought about your first game back, your first match back as a coach inside yeah. the Manny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely. I mean, of course, and I, I love coming home and yeah just every time I've come back even you know Hall of Fame weekend you know after winning a gold medal like it's just warm welcome so I'm excited and um, but ultimately I'm here for the girls and I'm just excited to see us compete and see how I can help in any way.
that. How about uh, your first experience in the Big Ten on the road? I know. It's going to be. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I was talking to, I actually sat next to an alumni on the way. I was flying back from Chicago yesterday, and uh, she was like, She's turning 30, and uh, she was like, well, my freshman year was, like, this first year, like, in the Big Ten, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that just ages me. I'm like, the first, I was like, I haven't even been in the Big Ten yet. So it's <laughs> it's going to be cool, and uh, she was talking about some locker room. I'm like, she's like, you know, I'm about this locker room, it's so-so, and I'm like, no. I, I don't even have an experience <laughs> of that. So I'm kind of excited to see, like, the different gyms yeah. and locations just because I never had that experience as an athlete. So. Yeah, I was going to say, as a volleyball person, you, you love the sport. It's got to be exciting for you to get to experience Totally, all that. totally, yeah. And just to see fans from all over the country. And, and I, again, I think to see how much volleyball has grown uh, across, for, for even when I was in school. So it's cool. So did you watch then the 90-2003 game? Did you get to take all that in? Oh, my gosh, yes. I was sadly in Canada at the time. Uh, and but two of the other former Huskers on the team, we we pulled it up, and um, it was we got chills like from mm -hmm. where we were. So I can only imagine like what it felt like in the in the stadium. But I think the coolest part is that I had friends from all over the world. They're like, "What's happening in Nebraska? What's going on?" You know, and I think it it not only was a statement for Nebraska, but for women in sport and what it has done to the world of volleyball. And like now, like the capacity is huge. So um, it was really cool to see all my friends like, what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing there? I'm like, oh, it's, it's, Nebraska. it's Nebraska. Just Yeah, it is so. what it is. Yeah. I like you chose, though, again, just the, like you said, women in sports. It, yeah. it was a talk, and it, people are, look, we're still talking about it. Exactly, you know, exactly. Over a month later, and we're still seeing the records being broken. So it, it was just, as Tyler Hildebrand said, just a huge ripple effect, which is totally. really special, been special to watch. Totally, totally. Well, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate yeah. it. Best of luck this weekend. Thank and you. And have fun on your first Big Ten trip. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank <laughs> you. All right, for Jordan Larson, I'm Jessica Cootie. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Dig. Make sure you're subscribed and liked wherever you listen to never miss an episode.